The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading. In the Holy Gospel, according to John. Lord, you, Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever loves me will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. Whoever does not keep my words does not love me. Yet the word you hear is not mine, but that of the Father who sent me. I have told you this while I am with you. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have told you. Peace I leave you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You hear me tell you, I am going away, and I will come back to you soon. If you love me, you will rejoice that I am going to the Father. The Father is greater than I. And now, I have told you this before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. Gospel, Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. My father said that this is a great nation because we're great inventors. We know how to think. We know how to solve um, problems and adapt. We have that, uh, we use the word in the South Yankee ingenuity. We tend to want to fix things, and, and we, uh, we know how to do great things. We hear about problem solving in the early church, in the first reading. There's a conflict. How do the Jews who have done things a certain way for so many years, how are they going to get along with the Gentiles, who are the newcomers, and what will we do with them? Do we come to a consensus? Do we make concessions? Do, does one side want to be right and win the other one over? Do we try to resolve issues by getting our point across? Is it our way or the highway? Or do we live by democracy? We see a wonderful thing uh, in the first reading it says, it is the decision of the Holy Spirit and of us not to place on you, the Gentiles, any burden beyond these necessities. So it's interesting that they, they consult the Holy Spirit, who is, uh, has much to teach us about how to live and how to love. This year, the year of faith, we are celebrating the 50th anniversary of the opening of the Second 
Vatican Council and ecumenical council. Ecumenical means that the church was willing to listen to everybody. That it was like the seminary of the Holy Spirit. Everybody's gathering together and asking, what is the Holy Spirit saying to us? Where does the Holy Spirit wish to lead us? Isn't God dwelling in the church? In the church uh, in many ways. Um, ecumenism, there was an ecumenical council, and ecumenism does not mean you come in ism. It means that everyone has something to offer. Catholic, Protestants, Jews, Gentiles. It's about an attitude, first and foremost. To see that the other person is a partner, a partner that can be in dialogue with us. First reading talks about mutual concessions. The Gentiles will not have to be circumcised according to the Mosaic practices, but they will have to refrain from meat sacrificed to idols, from blood, from unlawful marriage. And if they do these things, they will do what is right. There's a spirit at work in the church. Jesus refers, he says today in the Gospel, that the Father is greater than I. It's interesting, they are equal. If you study your theology and say, well, we believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, equal persons. But if Jesus says the Father is greater than I, then we can spend a lot of time trying to figure out what that means. But if we say that I would defer to somebody else um, who has something to say, who is my Father, um, then it means something. That I don't have all the answers. Of course, God has all the answers. But think about us. Do we, are we so self-confident that we don't have room for the Holy Spirit, for God in our lives? Actually, the, the Gospel is all about Jesus saying, it's good that I go. When I come back, we will dwell, dwell, dwell in you. There will be a unity of the Holy Trinity within us. Actually, if you ask, where is God? You can say the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are indwelling. Within us. The challenge today, I think, is, is how do we speak to the world in this new evangelization with the Holy Spirit instructing us? For instance, how do we speak to the poor? Who are the poor among us? Do, they, do we recognize that there are poor among us? Has the Holy Spirit moved our hearts to go to those who are not of our economic status? Those who have nothing, those in other countries who have nothing to eat, the poor do not need our pity. The same person Paul says, they need your help. And if we are to feed the poor, to help the poor, we must, to certain, learn a little bit, a lot of it, from Jesus himself, who became poor, God, he became a man, humbled himself, lowered himself, so that we become rich. St. Francis of Assisi, St. Dominic, St. Dominic had a difficulty one time in his life when he went into a region of the, a group called the Alban Gentians. He saw how they were living 
a great sense of uh, abstinence and sacrifice, and he felt that he could never speak to them because he was living a comfortable life. How is the Holy Spirit asking him to speak to those who had separated themselves from the church? became poor himself, uh, with an open heart, and ready to share the truth. Speaking to the poor, perhaps the Holy Spirit is asking us to come down from where we are and to understand the situation where others are. Speaking to other Christians, Protestants, or evangelicals, or other denominations, how do we do that? There's the Holy Spirit asking us to do. They don't need our condemnation. They don't want the church to say you're wrong. They probably want to hear it. They want to hear the truth, for sure. We always want to hear the truth. But we need to be open. We need to be able to, to love people where they are. God loves us where we are, not where, we, where he hopes that we will be. Jesus loves Zacchaeus in the tree. He was a short man. He loved Matthew at the Tathetic Post. He loved the fishermen while they were uh, in the boats. He loved the woman at the well, the one caught in adultery. He loved Judas. Friend, what did he come here to do? It's interesting that John Paul II, when he was Pope, I think through the Holy Spirit, asked for the world, for other people, to forgive the sins of the church. I think the Holy Spirit was behind that, saying that we're not here to condemn. We recognize the fact that we have put barriers, perhaps, in the place of others, and we need to speak the language of mercy, forgiveness, and love. How do we speak to other people? How do we speak to the poor? How do we speak to those who don't speak our language, foreigners? Mother Teresa used to say that a smile goes a long way. To smile at people, it opens the doors. Perhaps we can learn a few words. I try to do that uh, with other language. I wish I could learn a couple words of Montana. Um, I'm willing to learn, but I have learned a few words of Igbo. I say, Kedu, and I say, Abuma. And you can open doors that way. It's a wonderful way of saying that I'm not waiting for you to speak English, but I'm willing to share my life and your life and to learn from you. Speaking about our faith, it's the good news. Sometimes we don't know how to talk about uh, our faith to others. For instance, there's a uh, uh, Last we offer for natural family planning. It's in the bulletin. What a beautiful thing to think about natural family planning. Some people will say, well, don't let the church talk to us about um, birth control or things like that. And yet whatever the church has to say, it's always good news. It's always something beautiful. Imagine telling the church people, why do you believe life is sacred? Why do we believe sex is sacred? Why believe these things are good? It's beautiful. And perhaps what people hear is not uh, what they shouldn't do, 
versus why we should do that which is good for us. The truth will truly set us free. So we're in a time right now where the church is getting ready to celebrate in two weeks Pentecost, the great outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Thursday is um, is the section of Thursday and it's the 40th day after Easter, but for us the feast of the section is transferred to next Sunday. So it's not a holy day of obligation. It will not be a mass celebrated for ascension on Thursday because it was celebrated next Sunday. Jesus, you know, ascends to the Father so that they may dwell in us. Not that, that Jesus as a man would remain outside of us, but it's good that he goes so he can bring all of the family of God, all of God, into us and dwelling with the Holy and the Holy Trinity. And the first novena of the church, the first novena began at Ascension Thursday, which will be this Thursday, not uh, nine days. Uh, it says that after Jesus ascended to heaven, the disciples gathered together in prayer with the Blessed Mother. And on the 50th day, the 10th day after the ascension, after nine days of praying, the Holy Spirit came down on the Feast of Pentecost. It'd be nice for us to think about, as we prepare for this great Feast of Pentecost, to pray to the Holy Spirit, to ask that question in ourselves. How can we, let's say, be ecumenical? How can we preach to the poor? How can we feel the spirit of peace? Peace is my gift to you, Jesus says, but not as the world gives it do I give you. Do not be troubled. Peace is a work of the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle them with fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, and they shall be created, and they shall renew the face of the earth. My brothers and sisters, the greatest gift given to us by the risen Christ is the Holy Spirit, who inspires us to live a life of grace. With confidence, we ask God our Father for all the needs of our church and the world. Respond, Lord, hear our prayer. For the church, may be so, she so guided by the Holy Spirit that she will continue to proclaim the true peace of our world. Which only Christ can give us, we pray. Lord, Lord hear our prayer. For those in charge of world affairs, may they seek every possible means, not only to avoid war between nations, but through laws based on human rights and dignity, laying the foundations for lasting world peace, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who are troubled in mind and in heart, may they know the inner peace of the Spirit who will console them in their troubles and give them spiritual strength to live their lives to the full. Let us pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For spirit of renewal in our community, may we realize that there can be no spiritual growth without the influence and power of the Holy Spirit who will transform our lives and fill them with joy, hope, and peace. Let us pray to the 
Lord, give us your peace and unity. And may we always be confident as we call on you in prayer. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.